Bibles to Psalm 18. Psalm 18 is David's psalm of victory. At some point of time in David's life, he was delivered from all his enemies, including Saul. The war that he was raging for years after year has come to an end at some point of time, one day in his life. And on that day, he wrote this song. The original version of this song is recorded in the historic books of the Bible in 2 Samuel chapter 22. That's where you see the original writings of Psalm 18 in 2 Samuel chapter 22. And later the psalm is revised, the song is revised, or this poem is revised to fit, better fit in the books of Psalms. So this is a thanksgiving psalm. David, I believe, probably he gathered so much of information that he is pouring in the psalm and he kept everything in his mind as he was writing this psalm. It is an admirable composition. It's a very great song. The poetry is great. The expression is uh, really great. And the objects that he is using, they all bring greatness and goodness to our God. So let's read a couple of verses of Psalm 18. So as we read, we are going to narrow it down to one scripture, and that scripture is going to be our meditation today. Psalm 18, verses 1 through 5. Verse 1, I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold, verse 3, Psalm 18, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from my enemies. The pangs of death surrounded me and the floods of ungodliness made me afraid. The sorrows of Sheol surrounded me, the snares of death confronted me. Verse 6, in my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried out to my God. He heard my voice from his temple and my cry came before him even to his ears. The scripture that is our focus for this morning's sermon is verse 2. Psalm 18 verse 2. Shall we read it again? The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my shield and the heart of my salvation, my stronghold. You know, I could imagine David's ability to visualize God's protection over our lives. It's not just made up. It's not just cooked up story. He went through it. 
He experienced this in his lifetime and he's bringing it out of his experience and he is able to visualize the protection of God over his life. This morning I am calling you to visualize the protection of God. Can you all say visualize? Visualize. We want to open our eyes and see the way God is protecting you and me. Very familiar objects David is bringing into picture. David is very visual here. He could visualize God as a rock. He could visualize God as a fortress. If you can put the next slide. He could visualize God as a shield. He could visualize God as a horn. Can you say that with me? He could visualize God, number one, as a rock, as a fortress, as a shield, as a horn. Never forget that. In that sequence, the rock, the fortress, the shield, and the horn. Very familiar objects for David. You know, most of the time we see many objects in the word of God. They were all the objects that were familiar to the person who was writing that part of the scripture. Or those are the objects that are familiar in that culture. David is attributing God to rock. Because he says, my God, he says, the Lord is my rock. David is attributing God to rock, to fortress, to shield, and to a horn. We may wonder in what way David could attribute these inanimate objects to a living God. It's a very valid question. In what way David could say that, Lord, you are my rock. You are rock, you are fortress, you are shield, and you are horn. In what way David could relate these inanimate objects and call that you are my God, you are my rock, you are my fortress. Listen here, David is not saying rock is God. David is not saying fortress is God. David is not saying shield is God. David is not saying horn is God, but he is saying the Lord is my rock. The Lord is my fortress. The Lord is my shield. And the Lord is my horn. This morning I would like to title my sermon as Spiritual Protective Objects. S-P-O. Spiritual Protective Objects. The reason I say spiritual protective object is this. For few of the physical attacks in lives, not all of them though, there is a spiritual reason behind this. Morning I want you to listen to me carefully. Few of the physical attacks that we are going through on the face of this earth, not all of them, there is a spiritual connection, there is a spiritual reason behind it. Most of the time, a fight in the spiritual realm could be seen as an accident in your life. Most of the time, a spiritual battle in the spiritual realm could be seen and experienced as a sudden loss in your life, a sudden sickness, maybe a spiritual attack that's happening over your life is resulting in skin rashes and allergies. Your mental instability, miscarriage, children are not getting married on time, 
death condition you are un- you are unable to bear there is a fight in the spiritual realm and what you are experiencing in the spiritual realm is caused by the fight that's happening over your life may it be a curse may it be a spell that's spoken in your life may it be devil's attack may it be witchcraft may it be a word the negative words that are spoken in your life there is a connection of what you are going through today on the face of this earth to what is happening in the spiritual realm i'm not trying to too spur too much spiritualize things but i'm trying to strike a balance and say that not all of them do but many of them we cannot go and hide behind a physical rock we cannot go and hide behind a physical fortress we cannot take a physical shield and fight we cannot take a horn and blow and fight but activating and understanding god's protection the way david understood and seeking such help in the right time is very important for your protection did you get that activating and understanding god god's protection the way david understood in his life and seeking for help in the right time is very important for your protection let's talk about the objects that david is attributing to god number 1 rock rock <clears throat> let's read psalm 18 verse 2 again the lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer my god my strength in whom i will trust my shield and the horn of my salvation my stronghold he says the lord is my rock this metaphor is used often in the old testament and in the new testament to represent our god Rock is used in several occasions in the word of God. Rock is used to reveal some of the characteristics attributes of our God. God is as solid as a rock. God is as huge as a rock. God is as immovable, immobile as a rock. God is strong. God is solid. God is immovable. God is huge and David here is attributing the rock the object to our God when a child is afraid or when a child is in distress his or her father is standing afar the child runs because the child is so afraid and the child runs and comes closer to his or her dad and holds his legs very tightly and the child looks above to make eye contact with the dad's eyes you know that that's a similar picture david is bringing here david all along in his life he had enough troubles whenever he was afraid his heart was overwhelmed he ran to the rock you know this morning god is telling you there is a huge protection under the shelter of god almighty for you and for your family but it is important that we need to run to the rock you know it's very important and at times it's difficult to understand because we cannot do it physically we need to do it spiritually in the spiritual realm this morning i'm here to tell you how to do that whenever david had trouble he went to the rock in psalm 61 verse 2 he says from the end of the earth 
I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Rock is big, strong, taller, wider, huge, and harder. It gives us comfort. It gives us assurance. It gives us a feeling of safety. You know, this morning God is telling you, whenever you go through trouble in your life, whenever you feel that you are losing protection, the moment the disease is diagnosed, you lose, you know, you know for sure that you started losing the protection of God in your life. It is important that you run to the rock the moment you are diagnosed with such thing, the moment you are reported with such thing, you run to the rock. The moment you feel that there is something going to happen on my way, you come to the rock. This morning God is telling you, to make this prayer, Lord, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Hannah brought little Samuel to the temple of God in Shiloh and left little Samuel in the temple of God in the presence of the priest Eli. And she made this prayer. It's a huge prayer that we see in 1 Samuel chapter 2. We read one scripture from there, 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 2. No one is holy like the Lord, Hannah's prayer, for there is none besides you, nor is there any rock like our God. Who told Hannah that God is a rock? How she came to know, you know, when you are in the spiritual realm, you're all connected. Hannah and David and Jesus, you know, we see they are all lining up together. They all are all are able to visualize the protection that God is giving you and me. And she praised God. And we all know that Jesus himself was known as the rock of ages. When the wind blows in your life and in your family, you need to hold on to the rock that is higher than you. You need to hold on to the rock that will never be blown, never blown away. When winds could take us away, we need something to hold on that is heavy, that is strong, that is heavier than you are, that is stronger than you are. So that the wind cannot carry you, the wind cannot take you and throw you somewhere else. When the heavy, when the wind is so heavy, this morning here in Halifax, the wind was so heavy. When the wind is so heavy, more than 80, 90, 100 kilometers per hour, it blows away the light objects, your trash can, you know, various other things that you keep outside, your patios, chairs, you know, various other things that you lay outside, they're all being thrown away, blown away by the wind because they are light objects. If you try to do things alone in your life, if you try to just manage by yourself, it looks like you're able to manage. It looks like everything is going on well, but you forget to seek God, forgot to come under the shelter of God Almighty, forgot to come and hold on to that rock. Suddenly that wind will blow in your life and take you away from the presence of God. This morning God is telling you, when troubles come on your way, remember number one thing that you need to remember, Remember the rock that's higher than you. And pray to God, Lord, lead me to the rock. We need to hide behind the rock to experience that comfort and safety in our lives. Number two, David is here telling the Lord is my rock and my fortress. 
Number two is fortress. He is attributing fortress to God Almighty and he says, Lord, you are my fortress. Again, let's read Psalm 18 verse 2. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. Now David started realizing that God is his fortress. A fortified place. A large permanent structure. A large permanent fortification. Sometimes it includes a huge, the whole town. A fort or a castle or a stronghold. A place of defense or security for the protection from the enemy is what is known as fortress. A fortification is strong, is a strong wall, it's a strong building, or it's a kind of other reinforced structure that's used to hide from the attacks of the enemy. Fortress is something that stand and stands in front of us in times of trouble and protects us. And David is able to visualize. You know, he's a man with eyes to see. He's just visualizing. God himself is standing in front of him as a mighty fortress. Fortress is also known as stronghold. A stronghold is a huge building or a structure that's to be saved from the attack of the enemy. Stronghold is a, it's a place where, you know, the security is very tight and nobody can enter. Enemy cannot enter into that place. Soldiers at times in the war, they use strongholds to escape from the attacks of the enemy. This morning, David is calling you, church, people of God, David is calling you and telling you, can you just visualize the fortress, the mighty fortress that's in front of you? Psalm 91 verse 2, the well-known psalm, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my, and my fortress, my God in him. I will trust. Let's read that again. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him I will trust. Let's also read Psalm 31 verse 3. For you are my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for your name's sake, lead me and guide me. Rock gives us comfort and safety to hold on to. Whereas fortress gives us a place to hide from the attacks of the enemy. There are many attacks against your family today. There are many attacks that you go through in your life. There are many attacks that we go through traditionally, uh, generationally. There are many attacks that you go through, you see that happening in your children, in your children's children. There are many attacks. At times people are against. At times people do so many things to destroy us. At times the nature could turn against us, the natural disasters. People could turn against us. The evil, the devil could attack us. It could be an attack in our emotions. It could be attacked physically. It could be an attack in our thoughts. Today, devil has made it a point that he was targeting the young minds. He is targeting the teens and the youth and destroying their mind and removing the ability to think and to act and to do things on time. 
The enemy is robbing that, that, that focus from their minds. There is a huge amount of attack. You know what, enemy is really making use of this opportunity that he got during COVID-19 to shut our children inside the room, to keep them inside the house, and to, you know, and to fill them up and to load them up with routine things in their lives so that they, their mind will lose strength. They'll stop seeking God and they'll stop doing good things and their mind is always trying for an escape. There is always an attack in your family, among your children. You need a place to hide. Your family needs a place to hide. If you don't hide, your child, children are exposed today to the attack. And make sure you need to bring them under the, uh, under the fortress. David says, the Lord is my fortress and my stronghold. Can you hide under the fortress? Under the stronghold, how do you do it? Kneel down and declare that God, you are my fortress. Kneel down and declare and say, God, you are my fortress. And look at the devil and speak to him and say, devil, God is my fortress. You cannot touch my family. You cannot touch my children. He is my shelter. I'm under the shelter of God Almighty. And when you challenge devil, when you resist devil, he will flee from you. You can't resist devil because you don't know, you don't know that he's your fortress. You can't resist, simply resist devil because you don't realize, you don't understand, you don't pictureize, you don't visualize the way David has been doing in his life. You know, that was a reason for his escape. Even at times when he was about to be killed, he could visualize, he could bring forth the mighty fortress in front of him. See those kind of good things. Don't see everything. See those kind of good things. What Bible talks about, he's a mighty fortress. He's a rock. We need to find shelter in that fortress and hide ourselves in that stronghold. Number three, David says, God, you are my shield. Psalm 18 verse 2 again, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Without any shame, without any hesitation, David is saying, Lord, you are my shield. What does it mean? What is a shield? Shield is a large flat object made of metal or leather. The soldiers used to hide their bodies, to protect themselves from the attacks of the enemy. Shield is used as a defensive weapon in the war. Shields are used to intercept Whatever enemy is throwing the specific attacks, whether it's a close range or you know, weaponry that they, they use to attack you, or it may be a projectile that's thrown over your life, like arrows or spears and whatever it is, when it comes and falls upon a soldier, he just intercepts by using the shield. That's where the shield is used. If the shield is not used, it will come and attack the soldier's body and it will destroy the soldier's body. Today, what is trying to destroy your body? Is it a disease that you don't want to name? 
Is it that sickness that you have been handling for a long time? What is trying to destroy your body? Where is your shield? This morning God is asking you and asking your family, where is the shield? You lost the shield. You lost the protection because you forgot the shield. In fact, you lost the shield somewhere. You don't have that shield with you anymore. And we see that attack is happening. Every part of the body, if you continue to keep that open, devil will attack from top to bottom. Every part of the body will be attacked by the devil. David says, the Lord is my shield. Shield takes every attack on itself. It stands in front of the person to handle every attack that's coming from the enemy. I want you to picturize, I want you to visualize. David cries out to God saying, Lord, you are my shield. You are my shield. Many times you try to take those attacks on your body. Listen to me, listen to me. Many times you try to take those attacks on your body for your children. Many times you take to, try to take that attack on you. You think that you are standing in the gap. You think that you are an intercessor. But this morning the question is, where is your shield? If you don't hold the shield and if you pray for somebody, you are going to take that attack on your body. Where is your shield? Many of you have gone through, many intercessors have gone through. They lost their lives. They lost their protection because they stand in the gap and they pray for others. But at the same time, they forget their shield. They forget their fortress. And when they forget those things, you are taking those attacks on behalf, on, on your body, on behalf of someone you are praying for. You can never do that. You can handle, you cannot even handle your own attacks. How can you handle the attacks that are coming on somebody else? Intercessors need to be careful, otherwise your life will be destroyed, your family will be destroyed if you are not careful to protect your, your life. Many times you are taking those attacks on your body. Those attacks are so powerful. They'll completely destroy you. They will easily destroy you. They have many strength, they have multifold strength. Don't you know that these attacks are aimed and targeted to destroy your family? These attacks are supposed to be blocked by the shield. That shield is meant for that, made for that. If you don't know it, the enemy is aiming at your head. The enemy is aiming at your heart to destroy. Where is the defensive weapon? Just to destroy you, just to kill you. Keep our God as your shield. Use the shield whenever there is an attack coming on you. You can't handle it, but God can handle it for you. You can't do anything for your brother you have been praying for. You can't do anything for your sister that you have been praying for. Only God can do something. And you need the protection of God. Shield is also a spiritual, has also has a spiritual significance. Let's read Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. This is a weapon that needs to be used in faith. 
The moment you feel that there is something not going well in your life, the moment you feel that an attack is coming over your life, from the time the projectile started from its place, the projectile started from its place and it reaches your life, remember to lift your shield to defense the attacks of the enemy. Use the shield to protect your life in the coming days so that you and I will not be destroyed. This morning God is speaking to you. Finally, number four, horn. David could visualize God as a horn. It's amazing. It's very interesting to see and to know that David could visualize God as a horn. He could have never done that. Let's read again Psalm 18 verse 2. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold, you know. Many times we read the scriptures multiple times, but you know, we never get that, that four elements that David is attributing to God. Number one, the rock. Number two, the fortress or stronghold. Number three, shield. Number four, horn. In John Gill, exposition of the Bible, he says, horn as being the force which is used to push and scatter and to destroy all of Israel's enemy, enemies and to save them from destruction and from harm. And this metaphor is taken from the horned beasts. There are wild beasts, you know, they have very strong horns. And what do they use that for? They use that to fight. To push, whenever there is an enemy comes against those beasts, they use the horn to push and to scatter, smash and destroy their position. And this morning God is calling you and telling you, that's your job today. If David could visualize a God as a horn and he can write that down in the word of God for you to read today, it simply means that God wants to use that weaponry. Horns fight against the enemy. Horn is an offensive weapon that fights, that moves forward and attacks the enemy. <clears throat> you know, any animal, when a lion comes to attack, a bull, for example, even though the bull, the bull could not, cannot stand, the first thing that bull will try to use its horn to attack the lion. It's a weaponry that God has given to you and me to attack. Horn also represents the power of God. Listen to me. That we may operate in the power of God and that power of God operates in different directions depending on where the attack is coming from. Today our problem is we do not know where the attack is coming from. Why we go through multiple things in our family just all of a sudden, one after the other. There is multiple attack. When we try to defend something, there is something else comes from somewhere else. You need an offensive weapon, and that's what God is giving you in your hands, the horns. Horn represents the power of God. God will conquer every evil. Whether it is a physical opposition 
or a spiritual opposition whether it's a physical fight or a spiritual fight god has given the hand horns in your hands that represent the power of god god wants you to move forward with the power of god with the anointing that god has given you with the power of that with which you are in, in you, you you are endured with you are strengthened with you are clothed with god wants you to move forward fighting against the schemes of the enemy with this weapon as the wild beast use its heart to push and to destroy the attack that is coming on its way the horn is used to get rid of those attacks and god has given you power horn also represents the perfect sacrifice when a horn has to be pulled out of an animal completely the animal has to die horn represents the perfect sacrifice because of the sacrifice today you and i have power to overcome can you say overcome because of the sacrifice that was made at the cross today you and i have power to overcome you know when christ comes back ultimately to the face of this earth he is going to destroy every opposition he is going to deliver us from the presence of evil as he completely destroys every opposition and shut the devil into the bottomless pit but until then god wants us to use the power of the perfect sacrifice to overcome the trouble listen to me the sacrifice that was made at the cross it, it's not only able to forgive your sins it's not only able to heal your body it is also able to empower you to fight against the work of the enemy and this morning god is calling the church god is calling the believers god is calling the intercessors to fight to fight against the power of darkness the adversaries adversaries of the lord they are going to be broken in pieces because the horn has the power to scatter and to destroy who are those adversaries in your life not really talking about human beings the attack of the spirit of darkness the attack of those curses in your family the attack of those words that are spoken into your against your family against your children the the reason the, 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 the because of those things you carry such a sickness in your body you carry such a you go through a difficult time in your family your children are going through a tough time in their lives just because of those things that have happened in your life in the past and god wants you to those use those offensive weaponry to destroy to destroy those strongholds of the enemy Hannah had that great vision such a great woman of God such a great prophetess she could say the coming things in in in, in his genre in her generation such a great woman of God when God she was a woman who was crying at some point of time in her life but when God opened when God opened we see Hannah you know she's able to see the things of God which is said to take place for Samuel chapter 2 verse 10 she says for by strength no man shall prevail the adversaries of the lord shall be broken in pieces from their thousands and thousands of years before the second coming of the lord jesus christ hannah could sit at the doorsteps of the temple of god in shiloh and she could visualize the things that are to come thousands of thousands of years later and she says the adversaries of the lord 
shall be broken in pieces. From heaven he will thunder against them. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will strengthen, he will give strength to this king and exalt the horn of his anointed. Amen. This morning, God is telling you, children of God, do not worry about what you are going through. Do not worry about what can happen in your life. Just come in terms with the word of God. Come in grips with the word of God. Know the word of God. Fill your life with the knowledge of the word of God. It's very important to have the knowledge of not just reading, not just listening, having the word of knowledge of the word of God and applying that in your life, applying that in your difficult times. Hannah could see the heart of salvation that was born 2,000 years before in Bethlehem. The horn of salvation, the horn of the anointed. This morning God is telling you, he has given you everything that you need. Allow the horn, use the horn to smash, to scatter, and to destroy the adversaries in your life. Today I don't know what your situation is. I don't know in what situation you are in. You may say, Pastor, I tried everything in my life. I visited many specialists. I went through multiple surgeries. Every time I expected, but I, dis I got disappointed. You can go on and on, but this morning God is telling you. He's, he wants you to listen to the voice of David and what he had seen in his life. That's the only one thing that carried him forward throughout his journey, all along his life. Knowing God, the way he could visualize God, knowing God, the way the word of God represents God. This morning God is speaking to you. I'm going to pray for, with you in a moment. As I summarize, I want you to understand this truth. Because only truth can set you free. Only truth can set you free. You know the truth, you shall know the truth and truth shall set you free. Nothing else. And what is the truth? God is your rock. You need to hide behind the rock and receive the comfort. If something happened in your life, hide behind the rock and experience the safety and strength. Truth number one. Truth number two. God is your fortress and stronghold. You need to come into the shelter and hide yourself from the attack of the enemy. Number three, God is your shield. Use the shield to protect the attack of the enemy coming to destroy you and to destroy your family. Number four, God is your horn. Allow the horn to smash and to destroy and to scatter the adversaries in your life. This morning God is calling you. These are the truths. And as you know the truth, as you take the truth and put it in practice, you will see the victory. You will see the deliverance. You may say that nothing has happened so far. This morning I'm telling you, can you try to do this? And if that doesn't happen, we can quote David because David said so. And we know for sure Bible doesn't lie. Word of God doesn't lie. It's all important how much you know you know about your God. And what is your understanding about the truth of the word of God? This morning God is calling you. Shall we all just get into a time of prayer this morning before we close?